A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do it. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're back in the rugby dungeon after round 22 of the Premiership, after the conclusion, well, almost the conclusion of the Rainbow Cup, after the first leg of the Championship playoff, and all sorts of other rugby stories to talk about besides, which we will be getting into in the rugby dungeon. I'm Tim, that is JB. Hello, Tim. That is Phil. Hello, Tim. I could have made us look like a real boy band if I'd worn my... uh, (laughs) White t-shirt, Plain yeah. White t-shirt. It oh. is, it's 25 degrees outside at nearly 9 o'clock, and it's 80 to 90% humidity. Why are you wearing a hoodie, Tim? Um, it looks like he's been training. Look at his new look at his new sneaks. Ooh, Ooh. some Brooks. Are they running shoes? They are. They're runners. They're, are they ghosts? They're ghosts, yeah. Oh. They're, uh, they're, my, they're my annual half-price vitality uh, purchase with not my life spo- insurance. Not, not a sponsor of the podcast. No, but they're welcome. Yep, yep, absolutely <laughs> yeah. welcome. Absolutely welcome. We do a great job for you, Vitality. Oh, and, absolutely. And Vitality would do a great job for your life insurance. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm, basically, I thought before I left the house, I feel a little like I'm a little bit beefy. Because, yeah, you know, I've been training. Yeah, I've uh, been working out. You know how it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I squat cleaned 120 uh, yeah, this week. Don't want to, I don't want to talk about it though. Don't want to talk about it. Nice. nice. Did, did you? How low? As how, low as how possible. How much into the squat did you have? No, no, no. I mean, how much of the squat were you already in to to get the bar up? Because actually, you it's hard to get 120k up too high anyway. Uh, the getting it up, um, way, way, uh, wasn't the issue. Um, I failed. <laughs> I failed. I failed with my um, with my uh, squat c- c- coming back up. I was getting it to shoulders, no problem. But then getting off the ground was difficult. Mm. Yeah. Very difficult. Do you know what's good training for that? Front squats. Front squat with a two-second pause at the bottom. Ah, so you don't, yes. you don't use the ba- the elastic bounce. You actually... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. This is nothing to do with Great rugby. chat. Great uh, chat. It's good, though. And, you know, glad... Any weight chat, talk, talk oh, about Absolutely. <laughs> let, let us know your other uh, weight scores through the podcast. But uh, thank you for, for listening. If you haven't already, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh all the other places. If you, have, if you haven't subscribed yet, do, because the Lions is coming up, which means we're get, you're going to get videos coming at you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, videos and, well, I say videos, I'll get into that in a minute. Podcasts coming at you all the time. Videos as well on YouTube. And um, thank you very much to our patrons on patreon.com slash eggchasers. Go there just for no, no other reason than to see what three guys on World Rugby's cameras trying not to look drunk, but failing... <laughs> Uh, looks like, and then find out all the little goodies you can get by uh, 
by giving us your support. Yep. Um, and, and thank you very much for that. And on that note, we will be doing a shirt giveaway on this podcast in in uh, in just a little bit. Mm. Um, how you doing, Phil? I'm good. Yeah, very good. Been enjoying the sunshine this weekend. Yeah, it's lovely and warm today. Yeah. Me and JB had um, a couple of beers and a barbecue this afternoon. We did. Yes. Did he? How did he? Uh, his portions and and all the different things. Did he cook up? Did he over cater? On a oh, barbecue? It, it was a, a friend, friend of ours, friend of the pod, uh, Steve Elliott, who was, was did, cooking and did, did a good job. Did a very good job. Did a very good, it did some, it was like a, his take on a Philly cheesesteak. Nice. Which was, was very good. Now, are you going to say what I expect you to say? Because I, I hope this is where this is going. People who cook too much meat on barbecues we have are, mentioned ba- it before. are basically tyrants. We have mentioned it yeah. before. There's no need. No need. And it? I actually, it was, you said on a previous podcast about... Uh, where, what country was it? They do it where they in South Africa, where they cook a bit, bring it round. Yeah, and that's I the way did, to do it. And I did that this evening. So good, oh, isn't it? So yeah, much nice. Barbecued a bit of salmon with some chili and uh, lemon juice, and then um, we ate that. So I'm just, talk amongst yourselves for a second. I need to take my top yeah. off. It is very, it is very warm in here. I'm astonished you're wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right, we're also on, uh, streaming on YouTube right now. So if you are on YouTube, your comments, your questions, your thoughts, anything whatsoever, take the podcast where you will. I'm just going to go and uh, look at that uh, in a minute. Tell you what, should we do the Patreon shirt giveaway? Let's do that now. Yeah. Let's get it done. So a little heads up as well. Um, so our patrons, what do they get? They get uh, priority access to live podcast t- shows and the sooner normality is back, the better, so we can do lots of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, entered into a shirt giveaway to win one of the jerseys monthly from the Rugby Dungeon. And there is some extra little nuggets we uh, we pop up there, uh, among other things. And it just means that when we do do live shows, uh, we can actually get proper professional help um, and not fumbling in the dark, as we, as we do. Like GB News today. Like GB News today. <laughs> yeah. If you think this is, inter- if you think this is, this is easy, just have a look at GB News. It's not... It's really not. It's really not. But that's why you do a soft launch on a Sunday night rather than go big on a Monday morning. Ah. Uh, right, what what jersey? What jersey? Oh, well, you, you have a knack of just picking my favourites and giving them away. Don't, don't. There's something you can't give away. You can't give away Brady. You can't give away Benjamin. Ever. Uh, Greenwood can go. How about that? Really? I have no attachment to an old Harlequins jersey. An actual premiership Harlequins jersey mm, of Will Greenwood's. Maybe not. I, then. No, I, li- I like That's, that, Jay. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that that is just demonstrating how much we care about the people that make this podcast possible. Yeah, the certainly the um, the always back yourself at home jersey. That will only go if it's for a good cause. If the, the Chris Robshaw World Cup twenty yeah, the, the only way I'll ever get rid of that is for like I don't know if we're raising money for s- someone. That's the only way that that's ever leaving here. Yeah. That. that that jersey as well is absolutely filthy. <laughs> no, no, that's it. This is the filthy one. Oh, how much one is it? That's the Chris that, Robshaw. That, yeah, that's the we always back ourselves at home. Chris yes. Robshaw England shirt. It is filthy. The other one is the Dylan Hartley, Dylan Hartley signed shirt. The Dylan's yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, no, Gr- Will Greenwood. I love that. An actual Premiership shirt worn by. Yeah, you British put me off it. You put me off it now. You put me off it now. <laughs> no, do it, Jay. Do it. It's only stuff. Can't take it with you. But someone can have a that, that can have a great home. I've got no sons. They're not going to be interested in any of this, are they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, go on then. The Will Greenwood jersey. Oh, why? Okay. <laughs> Greenwood, and it's a nice big shirt as well. Let's have a look. Drum roll, please. 
if you don't want the Green, Greenwood jersey, and you if you win, you don't want it, let me know, and I'll provide you with something else. Okay. Such a, that's such an awesome shirt to wear to a to a game as well, like proper vintage. It is an awesome shirt, and I'm giving it away. It's over twenty we years have, old. That shirt. It is number two nine five. It is Bob Sugden. Bob, Bob Sugden. Bob Sugden. I feel like that should go to a Quinn's fan, actually. Bob, if you're not a Quinn's fan, let me know and I'll sort you out with something else. Yeah, there's a negotiation to be had, yeah. Bob. Because I do. if that's going to go somewhere, it should be to a Quinn's fan. Yeah, that sounds well, good. Well, but hey, patreon.com forward slash egg chasers. Um, so, uh, you know, re- representing BT Sport as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, as you do. Well, very well. Uh, I just want to say how wonderful it is that BT Sport have got the second leg of the championship playoff, with his, when it's all to play for. <laughs> <laughs> and Ealing Trailfinders, the comeback is on, I'm telling you. Wow. Everyone tune into this one. When I watched this, what popped into my head was... So you okay? Can you go on? Get him a body bag! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> from Karate Kid. Uh, some of the chatter on this game this week has been very kind... But not really very realistic. <laughs> yes, comparing Ealing to Exeter would be up there with that. Uh, <laughs> with that With that description, uh, I think they were quoted as saying, "Saracens are wary of Exeter-like challenge from Ealing." I'm not sure that's quite what's going to happen. Exeter, when I played against them eleven years ago, now I love, love that. Maybe, little, love that maybe. little. <laughs> Don't you love that? You can just drop that in. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Go on. carry on, Phil. Well, no, that. That that's kind of it. That is <laughs> that is the whole point. That Exeter, when they first got promoted, there might be some comparisons because that Exeter team did bring in a lot of talent, um, but it still wasn't. It was multiple years before it was able to compete at the yeah. top level of the Premiership. And Saracens are they are the top the team that they've got. The team they put out today is the top level of the Premiership. It's the top level of world rugby. They've probably got half a dozen players in that team who are in the top top five players in their position in the world. <laughs> like, it, is, it is a world-class team. So it, it's not surprising that uh, Ealing have been hammered. Um, that doesn't mean that Ealing are a terrible team. It just really shows the state of Saracens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, to, to, to draw a parallel, we had the the French top 14 playoff game, which we'll talk about in a bit, between Bayonne and Biarritz, which was the third bottom team in in the top 14 playing against the third top team in the Pro Dead Du. And um, I would have, just to draw that parallel, I would have loved to have seen how Ealing would get on against Worcester. I still think Worcester would win. Worcester would batter them, judging, judging by this. Well, I don't think I they don't would know. batter them. I, don't, no, uh, I, mean, I think at... Saracens would batter Worcester. Yeah, there is that argument as well. Yes. Saracens, Ealing are not the first team to have that Saracens team. Worcester are the outlier in the Premiership, aren't they, as to like, how poor they are at the moment. Yeah, I know they had three uh, games cancelled through COVID, um, which they all got wins for. Um, but So they may well have won some of those games that were cancelled, but remember... It's unlikely. They only had one league win in the entire season. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? So I think Saracens would batter Worcester. I think you're broadly I'd, correct. Yeah, I, they would put, I'd say, more than 40 points on. Well, you have to ask another question, don't you? Which is like, I understand why Saracens had to get relegated. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, action had to be taken, but is it really fair to have a team like that down in the championship? I don't mean on the club itself, but I mean all the other people who are competing in that competition is distorted for effectively one year. 
they do like playing against Saracens if you're not chasing promotion. But Ealing are chase, chase, chasing promotion. And all you isn't particularly very useful from a sporting context to get the greatest team or one of the greatest teams in Premiership history and then put them with a bunch of minnows. Yeah, yeah, and it, you are right. The, the I don't see by the way, all. the alternative would have been them playing Leicester this year. <laughs> Let's not forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're they're pretty handy. Yeah, <laughs> well, certainly Leicester this year are a lot better than Leicester last year. Actually, you know, Leicester with the team they have now, because there's so many kids coming through, they could probably have put out a similar team in the championship, and it wouldn't have done them any harm. They would have come back up, and yeah. actually, you know, that Leicester team would be fine for next year as well. Well, Leicester have they've effectively benefited from relegation without relegation because they have tot- they've used the opportunity of, of no relegation to totally clear house and, and restructure their team mm. which is what would normally happen if you look back at say Northampton or Quinns when they got relegated successfully bounced back up immediately unlike someone like Bristol or, or Leeds or um, well London Wash did bounce back up immediately but they did um, not for the better um, but then obviously Quinns and Northampton went on to win it because they cleared some of the dead wood got some of the, the talented youngsters coming through the ranks. Um, I mean, in Quinn's case, guys like Omonia, um, I think Brown, Care were either of that vintage or slightly afterwards. Yeah. Interestingly, Care has got his own relegation story. With Leeds. With Leeds. With Leeds. Yeah. I, w- I was chatting to Glenn Delaney yesterday at Sandy Park. How is Glenn? He's wonderful. Cracking bloke as ever. One of my favourite coaches. Interesting um, perspective on Scarlets and stuff. Um much of which I I had to ask him questions and infer from his strategic answers what what the truth was because you know because sounds to me he's not been treated particularly well there. Well, he hasn't said that. No, I've said that. Yeah, <laughs> he he certainly hasn't. But a, a really good bloke. But no, it was interesting because he we were reminiscing because um, uh, Steve O, the Exeter press guy, me and him were having a good old chat about the championship when Glenn was in charge of Nottingham and. Glenn was just reminding me at that time there were five or six, it might have been in your era, Phil, five or six genuine teams that were gunning for promotion. Really competitive. Plymouth Albion, yep. Exeter. Plymouth Br- Albion? Cornish. Plymouth Albion, Exeter, Bristol, Cornish Pirates, Cornish Pirates Nottingham. Yeah, yep, Nottingham. Well, I, I Nottingham talking... went to Notts County's ground for yeah. a period of time. I was talking to someone who's involved with Plymouth Albion now and they are looking to build something there. And they were talking about the cross they used to get. And yeah, it used massive. to be a big old club. Well, my brother used to play there. And mm. yeah, they they, uh, they used to get big crowds. Dan Ward, that, that Dan Ward Smith. Dan Ward Smith, Kenny Fissalau, and uh, Nick Sestere, who went on to Exeter, and a couple of other players. Yeah, they're a really good team. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Championship final. Watch the second leg on BT Sport next weekend. It's going to be, it's going to go down to the wire. Ooh. <laughs> Are you working that one? Tell me your no, work. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, uh, just, you know, it'll be fascinating to watch. And it'll be a real, real good game to watch. So yeah. do not miss it on BT Sport. Oh, it's going to be weekend. fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if if nothing else, you get to see some of the best players in the world That's play. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> That's legitimately true. Uh, so, Anthony Jempson, good evening to you. Uh, questions, thoughts on the live chat. He he says, Anthony says, CrossFit, Tim? Just like, yeah, no, <laughs> no big deal, mate, but yeah. <laughs> you two talk about little else other than CrossFit. <laughs> what is there to talk about in life? Uh, what, is that, what else is there to talk about? Uh, other than big lifts Nothing. and wads. Yeah, yeah only, only wads. That's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason Lane says, has the dungeon changed? He's not watched for a few weeks. Uh, we shuffle uh, things around a little bit. We've, we've had a little shuffle. Thank, thank you for watching. 
hit subscribe and then you'll get a little notification. We haven't when been we on for the last few weeks because Tim's been away. And yeah, we that's my don't bad. have the right cables. Mm. Which we need to sort for need... Lions Month. Yes, we do need to sort that. Let's do that. We'll get that. anyway. Cables. That's a conversation. Yeah. A separate conversation. A question for JB. How can you square prior statements on the pod about not wanting to hear any players' opinions on politics and health, but then back laws coming out with politicised interviews and stuff? Don't think I have. Has Courtney Law said something else? No, not I know of. No. Okay, cool. What, what's, what's the, before we get into the rugby, what's the gen- quick news this week? Um, so, one of the things, I'm astonished, JB, you're not wearing your beloved Benetton shirt. Yeah, that's not going either, before you yeah. have a- any ideas. Yeah, astonishingly, Benetton are going to be flying the flag for Northern Hemisphere rugby. Northern Hemisphere Rugby for the Celtic Nations. In the Mushroom Cup. In the Mushroom Cup. Yes. Uh, after Best Celtic Nation by a country mile. <laughs> they, they are. Um, so Benetton, they had to beat, um, or at least get a losing point, oh sorry, a tri-bonus draw um, against Ospreys to go through. That never hap- had to happen because Ospreys had a few COVID cases. The game got cancelled, so... Before the weekend even took place, Benetton were popping the Prosecco, I assume, given from where they're from. Absolutely. Um, to celebrate winning the whole thing, finishing top of the Rainbow Cup Incredible. North. And then on Saturday, uh, the Bulls travelled to the Sharks in Durban to see who would be winning Rainbow Cup South. And then? And the Bulls won. The Bulls beat the Sharks so now in what? Durban. So the Bulls now travelled to... Uh, Northern Italy to wow. play against Benetton. Is that going to be allowed to go ahead? Uh, as I oh, mind understand- you, y- Europe's opening up now, isn't it? Yeah, as, yeah. I, as I understand it, uh, it's the stadium in Treviso they'll be playing. Do we, Fantastic. Do we this, think this they're going to have an Ealing style shock when they, when they face off against each other? It's an interesting question. I know none, of, none of the none of the South African international players are going to be playing. Are they not? No. So well, they're not allowed to travel. They're not allowed to. Oh, yeah, of course. Because ah. the, the travel is interesting, yeah. Um, so Benetton could be global champs. Wow. But, yeah, Vermaelen's injured anyway. Um, there might be a few kind of ex-Springboks. Like, uh, I don't know if Trevor Nayakane's in the squad this time around for the Springboks, but he plays for the Bulls. Um, so Benetton might legitimately have a shot. Yeah. Imagine. That, that will, now, that will be an interesting game. I'll watch that. I'll definitely watch that. Ma- Malachi Fakatoa. Yes. He's going to be playing for his homeland of Tonga. Just don't yes. get this. Why should they have to jump through so many bloody hoops? What are the hoops? And why can't Charles Piatel do it? So the hoops are, you have to play, there are certain specific sevens registering tournaments that allow you to, there's a, a loophole they've kind of left open. Oh, there, was, there was chat about Carl Ferns and Stefan Armitage doing playing that. Playing for France, yeah. <laughs> for France. Imagine yeah, Carl yeah. Ferns and Stefan Armitage <laughs> playing his sevens. Yeah. I think it very well or very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah, obviously it's not about the sevens; it's about them qualifying to play at the next World Cup, um, which Fekitoa is. Sir Charles can't because the Monaco Sevens tournament is when Bristol are playing. Oh. So had, he, had if Bristol were less successful this season, Piatau could have uh, re-registered feels, for Tonga. That feels such a wrong to, way to approach it. To leave the loop, particularly open. as he goes to Monaco on holiday, sort of. <laughs> Where he can afford to. Yeah. Well, as uh, soon as he retires, he'll be moving all of his financial affairs to Monaco. <laughs> Rightly so. Um, it, it does feel a bit wrong that there is this loophole, loophole that everyone knows is there that has not been closed, but is some people can't access it because they play for certain clubs. That just feels wrong. Yeah. You either close the loophole, which I don't think is right, or you 
Be, be far more open and transparent and just say, look, if you want to switch, there are certain conditions around it, but let's actually put it in place and you don't have to play, have these stupid um, qualifying events. Yeah. Um, there must be a reason for this loophole to remain open. There must be some legal reason because I assume that it's things to do with Olympic qualification or the things you need for Olympic qualification are different, right. aren't it, they, to... I think you're right. IRB, or IRB World, World Rugby Rules. Yeah, that, it might be. It might be that is the reason for the loophole that you've effectively got two branches of uh, qualification. Yeah, rules. Whatever the case, this strikes me as another example of rugby doing a really good job at nearly getting it right. How do you mean? Well, well, th- this this is so rugby. It's so rugby to go. We're going to allow this to happen. Oh, but by the way, only if this and this and this happens, which make no yeah. no logical sense. Fekito being allowed to switch yeah. seems like the right thing. I agree. Um, but Pietal not because he's at a club that's doing well feels yeah, <laughs> it just feels wrong. The case that one, the two it's of them, available, is he? the yes. two of them, the two of them, uh, they, if they both have the intent to do it, they're both in almost identical positions. I.e., they played for the All Blacks a long period of time ago. They played relatively few caps, although that shouldn't really matter. They are both um, Tongan or, or certainly of Tongan descent and want to play for Tonga. So and I, I don't they believe this be is legal. To... This is world rugby. This isn't a law thing. This is this is a world rugby. Yeah, this should be a regulation gov- governing body. So they could get around thing. it if they if they wanted. To. Yeah, I do think you should have. You should, you should be allowed one one switch. I have no to no, no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I would I would have switch in in probably more controlled parameters than you would. But I would I would maybe like o- if you're over thirty, you can have a switch. Or whatever I, I, it is. Yeah, I, I don't no, know what even, it is. Even under 30, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I would have it. Yeah. yeah. I, what I wouldn't want is, say, I don't know, uh, Tui Silva and Randranda, for example, uh, being able to now switch from Fiji to play for England or France or uh, England the All like Blacks. That. I mean, as an Englishman, I'd like Randranda playing. I'd take him. But I, that would just feel totally wrong if, the, if you could switch that way. Yeah, agreed. But like Nathan Hughes. Would love to see him at the World Cup for Fiji. I don't think he should ever have. Well, no, for him, and I would have done what he did. I would have played for England and taken that twenty-five grand every every game. Hundred percent. But he's a Fijian, and he should have played for Fiji. So, mm. uh, any, any other news? Um, oh yeah, there was an interesting one with um, Tom Youngs. Yeah, okay. So Tom Youngs was charged. Oh, this is back to last week's. Leicester Bristol. Yes. So after the the fracas, the event, all everything. That we discussed last week was really surrounding the the Lam Afoa, is it Carly situation? Uh, no, uh, Tempest. No, Tempest in Tempest, yeah, situation. And then, uh, evidently, after that, I think after the game, um, Tom Youngs is reported to have said, um, "You're not effing strong enough to give to have given a penalty try to Ian Tempest." So he <laughs> has then been charged by for bringing the. Game into disrepute and also disrespecting the officials. Um, I don't fair, by the sound of it, it does sound fair. Yeah, yeah, or at least worthy of being uh, in front of the yeah. authorities. Yeah. Now, let's see how it plays out. Yeah. I, I think I think he probably should get a combination of a fine or a ban. I, I can understand his frustration though at the situation, yeah. so I, I think that should be considered. Yeah, but we haven't heard anything yet about... Well, one, I just mentioned Nathan Hughes. We haven't heard anything about Nathan Hughes doing exactly what Harry Williams did last year against Saracens for mm-hmm. Exeter, going on the field when he was a a replacement with the bib on. Oh, yeah. And we haven't heard anything about Pat Lamb, have we? Yes, we have. 
Have we? Yeah. So I can confirm this. Uh, the RFU have emailed Bristol and are launching an inquiry. So this was confirmed by Bristol on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever their press conference day was. Uh, that was said on the Zoom call. Bit disappointed with how Lamb handled the whole thing, actually. Well, last week or, or in the press conference? In or the, both? In, in the press call, yeah. So he spoke about... Well, he said he's delighted that there's an inquiry happening because it'll allow everyone to put stuff into context and once everything's in context, you know, presumably, they'll come out smelling of roses. And Jonathan might might be a year older then, which he can then bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. He's nearly 40 and there's COVID about what? Um, I don't agree with Lamb on that at all. I don't agree with him because it is in context. It couldn't be in any more context, could it? I mean, every, there's cameras, several cameras on you. There's microphones on well, you. Well, there were bits we didn't hear. Yeah. I the can... one bit we don't know is, did a fellow go on himself, which I think he probably did, or did Lamb Times go on? But that's the only bit we don't know. Yeah. And that can only go badly for Pat Lamb. Because as we understand it, a fellow just, just went on. So it could only get worse. Yeah, I I think... So we finding out a bit more, getting a bit more context... It so, might, so it might really, though, it might really yeah, yeah. Something. So the RFU are but, definitely doing something with it. But you're right. I, I think that will probably just demonstrate that Lamb took the decision to say that a foe was injured himself, mm-hmm. and a foe then stepped up and said, "No, like, no, boss, I'm not injured." But yeah. it was. I, I don't think Lamb ever consulted a foe to say, "Are you injured?" or anything like that. I think it was a yeah. So a, a, he, a unilateral decision from Lamb. So he thinks. Or at least he's saying that once it's all in context, it'll all come out, and you know, obviously he'll be proved right, which is fine. There's a, you know, that's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. Uh, but he's also using it as cover, in my opinion, to not answer any questions about the the event because he now goes to, well, there's an inquiry until the inquiry has been heard. We won't be saying anything else. Yeah. And I think there are there are two things going on which he should, well, one which he can class as covered by the inquiry, another which I think he should address. So the things covered by the inquiry, presumably, are going to be things more like, were the rules broken? What did the law, uh, What did the rules say? How do we adjust the rules of the competition to, you know, yada, 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 yada. That will, yeah. It'll be very technical, won't it? What I don't think it will address in that actual inquiry will be how he treated Ian Tempest. And I don't think anyone can say that he treated Ian Tempest well. And even if, in context, heat the heat the moment, we all say silly things. I don't hold I don't hold him uh, particularly well. Not not responsible. I don't think he's an awful person for what he did. But I do think there's certainly some scope there to say, yeah, I put too much pressure on Tempest. I shouldn't have spoke to a Tempest like that. And saying that a referee has liability for players' injury was bang out of order. I'll never ever do that again. You don't need I mean, an inquiry for that. That that bit, that last bit. I mean, compare. So Tom Youngs has said you're not effing strong enough after, yeah. after the game, after the um, Leicester have lost to Tempest. Is how much worse than that is to say, well, you're liable if he gets injured. I think I, I think the Lamb thing is actually worse. Far worse. Far for, for me. Tom Youngs is kicking out, lashing out verbally, isn't he? Because he's lost a game. He shouldn't have said it. He shouldn't have said yeah, it. Yeah. But he did say it. And ultimately, I think from his point of view, he's just pointing out a statement of fact. Like Ian Tempest could have given a penalty try on a different day that, that neither are excusable but yeah we're, it, we're just deciding on the magnitude but no, yeah yeah both, no, no, both are wrong because they're definitely wrong there is a material difference right so that's you know what he said what Young's has said is wrong what Lamb said was potentially ma- manipulative and that's why I think that is wrong 
because Young said it after the after the game. They still yeah. should have yeah. said it. Yeah, we went, yeah. We went, we went through yeah. this last week. I, t- yeah. I, I, do, I do agree. I do agree. So that, I'm, I'm, yeah. thank you. I didn't know that there was that they've confirmed there is something happening. So, yeah. Right. We'll watch. We've not heard anything about. Nathan Hughes, you're right about that one. That's a weird one. Well, Lots. there was a couple of people at Sandy Park who mentioned it to me. They said, have you heard anything about that? Because you know, they were, understandably, and I think I pointed out on last week's thing, it's exactly like Harry Williams. I'm mm. actually surprised, you know, that there's not an inquiry alongside disciplinaries. So I would say the disciplinaries are for breaking the laws of the game, as Tom Youngs is finding out. Same should happen to Pat Lamb. Same should happen to whoever else spoke to referee in any way disparagingly or in any way that could try and manipulate him. That should just happen. And then the inquiry can deal with, are these rules fit for purpose? Do we need to rewrite them? Were people you know, trying yeah, to circumvent right. them? That kind you're of thing. Right. There should be two so things. Rather than all just purely punitive, it's like, is there something we need to, yeah. to, to actually address here? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Well, let's talk about a bit of rugby then. And... I, I'm for, for once, JB. I'm a hundred percent happy to start with a game involving your sale sharks. What a game of rugby at Sandy Park! <sighs> Best not talk about it. <laughs> you, you, talk you, about were the, you were there, Tim. Hey, anyone see the Cal Bayless try? <laughs> Cal Bayless, that's the guy I used to play with. Josh Bayless. Josh Bayless. Oh, Josh Bayless scored an absolute wonderful try. <laughs> Serious wheel. Was it a good try? Serious wheel. Amazing try. Amazing well try. Well done, Stuart Hooper. Yeah, well done, yeah. Stuart Hooper. Let's talk about Stuart Hooper. Uh, <laughs> No, what a game at Sandy Park! I was, I, it was one of those days. I felt so lucky mm. and privileged to be able to be there and watch that. What a game of rugby! I don't understand this game. I don't know enough about rugby. I found this out. It, it was a, it was a hell of a game, and it, this is another one, another game. Um, so that the sale game, what is going on? Everything all right? <laughs> is the house falling upstairs. down? Yeah, they know what's going on upstairs. <laughs> um, what was the sale, sale game a few weeks ago? Was it? It wasn't the Quinns game. Sale put in an amazing performance a few weeks ago against Bristol. Yeah. Sale's performance against Bristol was, it made for an incredible spectacle of rugby. Sensational. This was an incredible spectacle of rugby. This was a brilliant game. And, and from a neutral, wearing a neutral um, hat, I really, really enjoyed Like Every minute, the, the story, as it unfolded, from obviously Sale, they know they've got to go for the the five points to nil, five league points to nil, the um, four-try win, um, and stop exegating for anything. They came out of the blocks so well. They were so aggressive. They were so clinical. They created space out wide. They, they Their power through the middle allowed them space out wide. They scored that try in, what, two minutes? Under two yeah. minutes? And you thought, this is on. And then they score another try through McGinty, and another. They scored three tries in that first. Uh, well, in that third just, try went over. It's like this is done. Yeah, yeah. that was just after half time, wasn't it? Hundred like, percent. God, and they're going to do this from doing the interviews before the game. I don't know if you heard Alex Anderson pre-match. No, I didn't. I know you heard him post-match. Pre pre-match. Uh, well, I'll put it this way: I walked from the interview position up to the press room, and I said to the guys, Ali Eakin and Bod and Sarah and um, Glenn Delaney, and I said. Sailor winning this. There was just I listened to Alex Anderson, and I just came away going, "Uh-oh, oh, uh-oh, yeah." Sale are winning this, and um, yeah, you're right. They, they started on fire. They, they were fifty minutes. They were. All, they were. It wasn't just that they were on top. They were dominating Exeter. They, well, and, and crucially, they didn't let Exeter get into their twenty-two because Alex Anderson mentioned this. 58% of, say, of uh, Exeter's points originate in the 22. 
Really? Yeah. So mostly so, from a penalty kick to the corner. Yeah, they're so clinical. Of their points. So, so Sale clearly had a, a plan of don't let, let them get in our 22. And if they do get in our 22, Tom Curry, attack every breakdown. Get it. Uh, Tom Curry. And because Ben came on relatively early. Yeah. Which was, so there's just another tale of the game which will have consequences for next week, which was after whatever it was, five to ten minutes, Akka van der Merwe goes off and he'd been involved in everything up to that point. Yeah. His grubber kick, his oh. cross-field grubber kick. I mean, if that, that could have been a third try in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So he went off, Cam Neal went off and yeah. obviously Cam Neal for Ben Curry is, well, if anything, it's an upgrade on the pitch, but it's still an injury and the biggest injury, I think, for, for Sale is, it only happened in the 78th minute or whatever it was, but AJ going off. Yeah. And AJ being kind of stretched off. It's bad, isn't it? It's, it's not looking promising. Because, because say. he was so good. And it, of everything that um, Sale did well, yes, they've got this amazing, enormous, well-drilled pack, but everything goes through AJ. And AJ creates the space out wide for the crossfield kicks or, or the balls to go out wide because his time on, time on the ball and his decision-making are so good. Um, and the try that he scored... I don't know if you noticed who was marking AJ when AJ scored that try. Simmons? No. Who was it? Slade. Because, uh. well, no, not because they put Slade opposite AJ. Because the whole extra back line yeah. had been drawn in. So AJ was standing in his usual position, but all the extra back line had all been drawn in. So that when um, AJ goes, it's actually Slade that he's against. And he had he could have done anything. He could have crossfield. He could have two hands, and there's there's a walk in, or he can go himself. And he's got all of those options available to him. And, and the same space was available out wide when he gave the kick for uh, no the the, the lofted the pass for Byron McGuigan, the kick for uh, Reed for Reed. So yeah, they were finding space out wide, which is exactly where what Exeter do. That, that's that's what I found amazing for those fifty minutes. It was like all of the things Sale did really well is. What Exeter do really well, and then Exeter get a red card, yeah, and that makes them better. And Sale just let the foot off the gas. And weirdly, this is Sale's trick. Like, this is what Sale do. Like we, they should know how to deal with this because that's what they do. They get two yellow cards or red card, and then off to the races. Yeah, all the teams that for it to happen to against. Well, it's You've got to give credit to Exeter because phenomenal, oh, unbelievable comeback. But they are phenomenal. Like, that's yeah. it, isn't it? I mean, I don't think I need to say too much about Exeter because well, they've been phenomenal for years. But it, it, it's such a, it is the sign of a, such a good team to come back from from that position. You're 19 three down. You get a red card. There's there's less than 30 minutes on the clock. Like, this is going to be a sale win. This is set up for a sale yeah, win. And it was looking like not just a sale win. The most likely outcome was sale five points to zero. Cor- correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the one thing that happened for me. And I only thought about this afterwards, so I didn't actually... And plus, time was short, so I wouldn't have had the chance to ask Alex, Alex Anderson about this after the game. But Manu Tuolangi was swapped for Rob Dupree, and that was when it all went wrong for sale. Hmm. Because and it's only when you think back to that game in those first 50 minutes, the number of times when you thought, oh, Tuolangi's going to bash this one up, and they, and they just... And, they, and, they, and exactly as you said, Phil... X to a narrow. Part of the reason X to a narrow is because they've got this threat running straight down the middle that they're all wary of. And AJ just. And they should be wary yeah, of. Yeah. And AJ just uses all the space. When you have Rob Dupree and Sam James in your centres, X to can go, right, we've got this. But weirdly, it, Rob Dupree came on for 
Manu a few weeks ago. Did he? Yeah, he did because Van Rensburg was on the. Well, how, who did Rob Dupree come on for? This is a. This is going to frustrate me. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But it, it, but it, but it yeah. ended up being AJ, Rob Dupree, and Sam James as your centre, as the, your midfield. The reason it surprised me is because because the ready-made replacement for Manu is, is. Van Rensburg, yeah. and twice he's gone with Dupree over Van Rensburg to to replace Manu. That's Ooh. not what happened yesterday. Uh, Ro- Rob Dupree was named as number twenty-three in the squad, but his wife gave birth, so he stayed. Ro- Rohan, Rohan, Rowan. Oh, sorry, I thought you. I thought you were. Uh, I thought you said Van. Who did you say? Yeah, so Van Rensburg. Yeah. when he's been on the bench with Rob Dupree, that's normally a like for like. For two oh, I see, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, what you're saying. So he's come on for money. Yes. I think. Oh, I thought. Anyway, yeah, and that that is a really interesting point because you're right. They didn't actually use Manu that much, but the th- the threat of Manu is enough to make. Um, as I mentioned before, that extra defence narrow. It, it happened multiple times that they managed to exploit it. That that's interesting, but that's. I think there's a lot that both teams can learn about the other team from this game, which makes next week all the more fascinating. Well, on, on the long drive back from Exeter to Sale, I was thinking about this a lot, going out. Oh, what does Sale do without AJ? And Rob Dupree's a decent ten, solid. Okay, not, he's not AJ. No, he's not. He's really as not. I said two years ago. No one believed me. Not AJ. Did they? No one believed me. But about what? That uh, AJ was far, not far better, is <laughs> my preferred option. At but I also want to think back a couple of years. Sale, a couple of years ago, played so much more of their rugby through Faf. And they can dial that up a little bit and, mm, and actually yes. keep, still be really threatening. They can do a lot of things. Yeah. So I think they did play better rugby when they played off Faf. And the reason I thought that... Yeah, and they scored many more tries. Yeah. This season, they've not scored many tries. Their defence has just been because awesome. what tends to happen, right? People think that playing off the nine is a bit negative. Like, you know, you're crushing it up or whatnot. What, in fact, you're doing is you're doing, well, in some cases, some quite complex stuff just off the nine. Whether that be, you know, having the forward carry the ball and then pull it back behind a forward or whatever mm. it is. Ends up, Versus giving your 10 more time. Whereas if you're playing off 10, not only have you you've got to work harder to get around the 10, you've also given the the opportunity for the defence a little bit more time to read the play and also get off the line. So I think there are mm. still ways of managing without AJ. Yeah. They, they've shown that in years gone by. Yeah, yeah they will They will do. Gonna it, is, him, it is a big loss. Big it is loss. a big because he's in such good form. Yeah, He's maybe only second to Marcus Smith in mm. terms of form 10s in the league. Devastating. And I mean, from a player point of view as well what's so upsetting about this and it's professional sport it does happen it's how hard AJ has worked mm. I, feel, I, I feel like Ugo I'm just going <laughs> to well up um, uh, no, how hard how, how, how hard he has, he has worked in order to get get to, get to this point because you know like cold, yeah. cold showers cold showers in the morning yeah. extra kicking extra this the guy's rededicated himself to the craft of being a fly off and the biggest game is around the corner, and he won't make either of them. I'd, I'd suggest. It looks and unlikely. a game against England. Oh, yeah. USA! That gutted for him. Absolutely gutted for him. Yeah, let's hope because we've not actually heard. It looked bad on the day. Well, we've not Ale- heard Alex Anderson mentioned, and again, this is part of the reason that that it was very noisy. There wasn't a lot of time, so I had to get my questions away quickly. But I didn't actually process that one of the things Alex Anderson said to me when I said. So what can you tell us about Akavanda Merva and uh, and AJ? And his answer was, yeah, we might be without three of our best players. And in my head, I just went, oh, I must mean Cam Neal. But actually, what I believe he was talking about, Tom, Tom Curry. So Tom Curry got what looked like badly injured early on. Hamstring. Played on for a bit. 
Um, I don't know how how long he did play on for actually, but good half hour, I think. Yeah, he did play on, but yeah, I mean, I think he might have been referring to Tom Curry. So watch that. Yeah, he. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, certainly, certainly was, and that would be a massive loss. I mean, obviously you've got another one of them on the bench, but I, I think Sale's best position is with two Curries. <laughs> the more Curries you can get on the pitch, the better. I completely agree with that. But we haven't even talked about Exeter and. For a second week in a row, they've used the get-out-of-jail-free card. Their bench was awesome. Stuart Townsend, what a spark he has been in the last two weeks. He's been great, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, it is quite nice having the... like Maunders a bit more steady. Not to say that he can't do the live-wire stuff, but he plays when he plays that earlier rule. He plays a bit more steady, more box-kicking, simpler passing, less threat around the breakdown. And then um, Stuart Townsend comes on and is a live-wire. I'm going to try and find the name of it. We had a, an audio expert get in touch, a sound expert. Oh, yeah. You read that. It's yeah, fascinating. Because I was just about to say, the noise at Sandy Park, 3,500 people, so we, was unbelievable. We can't mention his name. Oh, no, that's right. We can't. We can't mention his name, but we can weirdly mention his hobbies and where he lives. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, open sea kayaking in North Wales. Yeah. Oh. I like doing open sea kayaking in North, uh, in North Wales too, but not on Perfin Island. Oh, yeah, and he said there are still puffins there. Yeah, oh, there we are. We're giving away his location and his job <laughs> and, and his hobby. So, yeah, but don't mention his name. No. Anyway. But, but he said, because you'd mentioned, I'd said how loud Brentford Stadium was with yeah. only 4,000 people in it. And you said, I wonder if it's like, you know, spreading, whether spreading out actually makes it louder in some way. And that's exactly what the case is. Did, did you read his candle uh, analogy? Yes. Um, candles spread around a room will make the whole room feel brighter than if you had a bunch of candles clumped in one corner. There you go. That makes sense. And so sound travels until it hits another object, and if you all spread out two metres, there's more space for it to, this, this, to this, bounce around. This is the future, isn't it, spreading out the crowd? I'll tell you what I do like about the thinned crowds, is how obvious people are. We were watching the football today, and you can actually watch the, in, the like individual football fans going absolutely wild. Yeah, when the goal went in, everyone rushes <laughs> down. Yeah, yeah. They don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> but, uh, on the flip side, I really like seeing just a massive throng of people at the cricket yeah. just getting on it. Well, I, I, I love that. I love that. In fact, I love that way more. And I want, I want full crowds back. But interestingly, with stadiums, the one thing that is just unbearable on the negative is how loud the PA systems are particularly Sail Sharks is the worst what so ridiculous no, it's loud. not and part of the reason is because they've got it turned up to the volume it would be for a full match day but all this space for it to bounce off of I think Sales PA I think Sales PA is really good no it's <laughs> I love it I love the guys who do it and we want to do some work with them so I'm not disparaging the guys that no, do I, it I think it's, it's really too loud. good it's too I, loud I like it it's too loud not loud enough if anything yeah if anything and it needs to dial up <laughs> even more Exeter Chiefs well played Fair play, Exeter. Oh, still down. Streams down, apparently. Yeah, it's Ooh. back up now. It's back up. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And um... so, just on sale then, before we move on for sale, I, the only results that I could game plan for, which was an absolute negative, was getting hammered. That was the only one really. A close loss, fine. A close loss could be very good because you can see what. Yeah. What you can do. Close win. Fine. Close win, great. Yeah. A big win. Do I need to tell you about that? Um, <laughs> this was the one I, d- I didn't see, which is a narrow loss after absolutely dominating. And I think. And three injuries. Yeah. It's really, really bad. Now, 
I think, you know, talking about, uh, you know, just having chats and whatnot, that actually this is going to encourage them and inspire them to go forward. And I do think this is going to put me in a better situation to win the Premiership now. Well, Exeter will probably be without Janus Kirsten, who had that big concussion. Oof. Well, it mm. appeared to be a concussion. We don't know. But mm-hmm. the HIA protocols mean he may miss out. Is, and they, is Jack Vermeulen available to come back in? Because that would be obvious. He was, he was not suited up in his kit, but he was walking around. He didn't look too injured, so he may well be available, which is pretty much like for like. Yeah. Sam Skinner will be unavailable. Johnny Gray may or may not be fit. Okay. So that could be a big hole filled or gap. gap oh, yeah, missing, yeah. One way or the other. And the other one is Dave Ewers may end up being unavailable. Which would be Ooh, a big loss huge, for us because he's really coming yeah. into his own again, well, isn't he? And, and, that, and it if would you depend lose... on him being cited, so that we can talk talk briefly about the two card decisions. But it, well, if if you lose, if Exeter lost, Dave Ewers, Yanis Kirsten, Jack Vermeulen, and Sam Skinner, they are their four enormous second row slash six slash back rows, and they are enormous, and they are all four of them are enormous. All four of them are really good, and they're they're all kind of light for light replacements for one another. So if you lose all of those, then that, that's probably the worst position to lose those players when you're going to be playing Sale. Sale. Yeah, if you lose those and then you're going to play Harlequins, okay, we can deal with that. Yeah. yeah. So And the other thing was, this game, it's sort of true characters came out, I think. And what I mean by that is, Exeter started kicking points uh, rather than just going for the corners, which is kind of telling. When you're Exeter, when they deviate from what makes them so great, well, did, did they deviate? I mean, did they only do it for the final? No, the first kick and the last kick. The first kick, first and the last kick okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, because it was yeah. 19-3. So yeah. th- I thought that was quite interesting, but yeah. even more interesting was the attitude of Sanderson post post game. First time I've ever heard him sounding like a fairly conventional DOR talking about things like set piece, and, th- and th- to me, it's like okay, yeah, they're going to go back now and they're going to be even even better because the set piece was tilted. Very well at a scrum early on. And then after that, I think Exeter probably got on top of them, uh, both in the scrum and the line-out. Bevanrod didn't have a good day. Yeah. and it, Well, it's interesting that Bevanrod, who, yeah, who, start, yeah, who started against La Rochelle, got dropped to the bench for this game. Well, they've just got two very good loose heads. But I think if I was going to back a loose head in particular to do scrummaging, it'd be Harrison all, all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Hepburn got changed against Oosthuizen in a couple of, Big scrums. Sorry, on the other side, obviously. Um, quick one. How was uh, how was Sanderson when you interviewed him after after the game? Intense. He was very intense. Dev- <laughs> devastated. Uh, you could tell that. Trying to take the positives. Trying to lick wounds. And and I thought he said all the right things. We're going to use this. We're going to use yeah, this. Yeah, this is we're going to use it for when he said that. I thought Ooh. right. He says he says it right at the end of right at the end of your interview. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet they are actually. I bet it's going to be. That is, uh, they were hurting. Yeah, that is going to be very, very interesting. They think that they'll win it. They think they'll win the whole thing. Yeah. Cool. If, if if they beat if they beat Exeter, which they definitely can do, they one hundred percent can beat Exeter at Sandy Park. Well, if they do that, yeah, who would back against them? The, the teams that w- would be loving this the most are Harlequins and Bristol. They're going. Oh yeah, another one of those lads. Yeah, massive injuries, massive intense another, battle. Another three injuries for each team, please. I don't know. Do you look at the Exeter Sale game and think uh, I'm looking forward to facing one of those teams? No, no. You'd go. Yeah, punch yeah, each yeah. other out. Yeah, 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 
Yeah, we're, wear each other down and then soften each other up, and then we'll uh, take advantage. Lo- yeah. Each each lose three more of their best players, and then we'll we'll play them with a steel sharp and steel until mm. the point that it doesn't. Until there's no steel left to sharpen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there is, yeah. So we're gonna have these two conflicting semis, aren't we? The yeah. absolute blood and thunder. Let's talk about the two yeah. cards Go briefly. Yeah. So oh, the red card was not a red card in my in my mind, and the yellow card probably was more of a red card than the. Red yeah. card. I thought the red card was a... The Sam Skinner one, tackling oh, Faf. Yeah. It's a horrendous collision, but rugby's a horrendous sport. So. Yeah, and I think... Well, I'm, I'm certain there is a rap. He tries to rap. And oh, I'm, I would I would definitely question uh, whether the initial contact was shoulder to head or shoulder to shoulder. Definitely. I agree on that. Definitely. And I, and I also think Sam Skinner's body position is what, what you're trying to get rugby players to do. He was hinged at the hip. Almost to ninety degrees. It's just a it's one of those coaching boys. If you gave him a red card, and I think Rob Baxter is probably going to say it's just one of them, mate. Maybe yeah. we'll have to. Maybe we'll have to get more five foot six players. I just don't start like running it. around. So I don't like it because I understand why the laws changed. The audio, audio disclaimer, right? But I watched that with no sound, so I can tell you guys are discussing it with the benefit of listening to the conversation. I watched it when we were sound. I was racking my head. Oh no, the comms were all going. Yeah, that's a red card. That's a red card. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I was racking my brain as to like, it looks like a red card for someone who doesn't know anything about rugby. But if you follow the actual letter of the law, there was, yeah, there was one side, one of the angles. It looked did look bad because you can't see the point of contact, and Faf's head does kind of snap back well, a little his bit. Hair, his hair makes that. He's quite yeah, good. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's like the slow motion. His hair goes ev- everywhere. Well, that, that, like well, that, that's why WWE wrestlers have long hair. Is that right? Because when you long hair head, and wet as and well, wet, it, spray, it sprays the water, flicks up. It looks more dramatic. Really? It's like when you watch Rocky and someone gets punched, the yeah. sweat goes everywhere. Yeah. It looks incredible in slow motion. Yeah. Don't don't forget 4K. to don't forget to spit your gum shield out. <laughs> exactly. So, but one of the angles did. You're like, oh god, and then the other angle, you're like, well, no, he's wrapped. It's a kind of shoulder to shoulder, and obviously. Faffy's giving away six stone to some skinners. So and two feet. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah. I was I was surprised and a little bit disappointed that that that's well actually disappointed first. Not that surprised, but yeah. It it's a tackle that looks like it should be a red card, although I don't think it is. Yeah. And I could I could have understood the U as one more so being a red card. Although I was quite happy it was yellow as well. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hard. Hell of a game. Did either of you see the yellow card for Zach Henry in Wasps Leicester? No. no. Which was a, a, an interesting one. I think it was probably handled well. Um, Final game for the Tigers. Yeah, what do you make of that, actually? They're getting rid of all, their, all their backup fly halves. Yeah, fine. Um, Jonathan Phillips is gone? Yeah. Fine. Henry's gone. And I'm sure that... The... I like Zach Henry. I think he'll do well. And Jonathan John Phillips is a, yeah. he's a very capable, solid... Yeah, dependable but, squad ten. But, sounds, they're not, but they're not George Ford, and fine, they've got Freddie Burns. It's yeah. It sounds like they might. It sounds like they're probably in the market for someone else as well. To Unless me. they've got a good kid coming through who we're not aware well, of. I've heard of. Tell well. us about the yellow. So uh, Marcus Watson breaks down the right wing. Uh, he passes to. Oh, I want to say Robson, but that might be wrong. But um, just after he passes, he goes into Zach Henry, and he kind of jumps. But it's, it's not it's not a jump into contact, but he is, as he's running... Marcus he's, Watson jumps. So, yeah, Marcus Watson jumps. So he is kind of off the ground, and Zach Henry goes really low, like really, like, kneecap low, and 
almost half pulls out, so he ends up standing up as Marcus Watson jumps into him. And it looks in full full speed, it looks horrific because Marcus Watson kind of goes up and over, legs in the air, lands on his head. And it was given as a yellow card. Um, and they actually, I think it was Luke Pierce, praised both um, Zach Kearney for going low, but also the like just the, the unlikely, it, it's not a reckless challenge, it's an incredibly unlucky collision, but then still gave it as a yellow card. But I you, don't understand that. But you can still, you, you, uh, I was glad it was only given as a yellow card. I, I actually could have said that's a rugby incident because there was some f- fault on the, um, the the tackled player. But mm. I was just glad it wasn't a red card because if you watch if you watch that um, full speed, a lot of people's instant reaction would be red, bloody hell, red card, red card. Player landing on his head, I want to see it, player. It, it it probably won't even make the highlight. Like it it was the because it was only a yellow. It's not that big a talking point. It was a it was a weird incident. Uh, yeah. So don't want to talk any more about Zach Henry going to second division in France. Yeah. Um, or Johnny McPhillips. He, he, so Johnny McPhillips is following the uh, Tom Brady route, isn't he? Carcassonne. Carcassonne. Is he? he is. Or, or, uh, or sure One of them is going to Carcassonne. Yeah. I thought it was Johnny McPhillips. I thought Johnny or Breathe. It was. It was. I, I would have. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Although I feel I would have known, I would have noticed that because well, because I, I, I was in my head, I was like, well, this was a well-trodden route. Leicester Tigers, Carcassonne, selling photovoltaic panels. Exactly right. I can't find very that video. Good, very good. I can't find that video, and I want to see it now because all I've got in my head is um, that bit in any given Sunday. When is it? Is it steaming Willie Beeman, or is it, uh, <laughs> or is it where he does the he gets hit and does the somersault and, and lands in the end zone? Steam, steam Willy Beam, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not as cool as that. Let me see if I can find it. Oh. Um, it is. So Johnny McPhillips is to Carcassonne. Zach Henry's to Pow. Well, pow, that's pow, it. pow, pow. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. While we're talking that, how dramatic was the end of that top 14 playoff? Bayon. Oh, my God. Against Beerus. <sighs> Do you know, someone sent awesome. me, oh somebody sent me that, well, actually, they, they sent it on the same group. So we got it on our fantasy rugby group, and I, I watched it. And the most immediate thing I thought is, "Wow, Beerits are playing Bayon." I didn't realize Bayon were in the 
top top fourteen. Uh, I did know Biritz were in Prodida. That in itself is an enormous game. Just that yeah. in itself is an enormous game. Yeah. Because have that as the playoff, this, well, you know, as recently because they they are a few miles apart, mm-hmm. it, and as recently as twenty fifteen, they were talking about merging to form a single super club. Ah. which obviously has been I think it's been talked about for years and fallen down many times yeah. for years but um, yeah to have that that level of history that level of rivalry and then be playing in the one goes up one goes down or one stays up and, and one stays down scenario is incredible and then to get yeah, to the three penalty all at shootout. full time six all at the end of extra time so to, to uh, penalty shootout with kicks from the 22 and it I can't remember the name of the Bayon guy that missed it, the winger, the left winger, and then up steps Stefan Armitage, slots it over. And what what I liked about the kicks as well, under so much pressure, you had these guys that obviously just do it in training. Yeah. Before training, yeah, I do a few kicks. For Step what up, reason? Oh well, you know, you never know. Nudge. What a moment for Stefan Armitage. And I loved seeing a pitch invasion. Yes, I love that. <laughs> How good was a pitch invasion. Go on there. Go on. Go celebrate. Um Try watching that clip, and you can't you can't do it. Neither of you can do it now, with no context. So I, all I saw was that thing. So I'm trying to work out why this, how Stefan Armitage is going to kick his way to victory because I don't realise it's a penalty shootout. I'm watching the Bayon winger kick it. I can't understand why Bayon's first choice kicker is so bad, and I also can't understand <laughs> why is. Why are Beeritz acting the way that they are? Why are they celebrating? Like they were they had the hands like on their head. They look nervous. And it's not until Steph takes the kick. I thought, oh bloody hell! It's a penalty shootout. So, so you think you were confused watching that? So I, I didn't have any of that context at all. And I was just checking on on Saturday night. I was checking through the, <laughs> the re- results on my phone. Let me find it wherever it is. There you go, Beeritz Bordeaux. So I just checking top fourteen results and. I checked the last five minutes, and it it had it didn't it's so on now it's got a hundred minutes. So it, it had it as like eighty minutes. All of the these things happening. I was like, hang on a minute. Uh, so kick at goal, Jermaine. Kick at goal, goal Hart. Kick at goal Odea. Or, or kick at goal Bosch. Kick at goal Rue. What on earth is it take, going? It takes you a little while. What on earth is going on in this game? And I was like, are, are all these guys retiring, and they've just like given penalties <laughs> away, and they're all having. Sp- Shots at goal. I yeah. Originally, I thought they might have got the wrong Armitage. Of course, they didn't. Uh, here we go. The clip. Oh, awesome! So awesome, awesome, awesome. So the um, wasps attacking this way. This is the yeah. Marcus Watson. So wasps attacking this way. The ball is about to go to the right wing, and Marcus Watson is about to break. Oh, watching rugby in beautiful sunny conditions as well. Yeah, so not not Robson. Keen. Robson breaking. Uh, one pass, two passes. Here he goes. So that did that you looks s- like did you see that? Yeah. So that, let, let we'll the boys skip, play. We'll skip forward a bit on this. Yeah, now. I understand what you said. So, let the boys play. I can't see a thing now. So it's, it's nicely what? in the shadows. Did, did, Hard to know what to do see, with I'm that. I'm glad Luke Pierce said that's not a red card. Oh, okay, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Step. He goes low. What's, what's the coaching point there? For Zach Henry, don't stand up with players. <sighs> yeah, if, if anything, if any, that's Marcus Watson's. I know. Fault. I'm. I, I, so yeah, it's that, totally that's, Marcus Watson's fault. That well, I don't even think it's no, his not fault. fault. Not yeah, fault. The, the reason he flipped is because of the actions of himself. Yeah, and it's. I said before he jumped. He maybe 
jumps a tiny, tiny bit, but he's he is running. So it's anything. I mean, it's definitely shouldn't be a red card for me. No, it's, it's not just card, is it? that is oh, that is do, a rugby. That is one of the very few ones which looks better in slow motion. Yeah, it does look better in slow motion. <laughs> slow that down a bit more, please. Yeah, no one did anything <laughs> that, wrong. That doesn't look good though. Oh, yeah, oh, but it's it's. I, I don't fine, think it's yeah, yeah. If you want to give that fine, I just don't. I don't think there's anything to gain by giving anything for yeah, that. Yeah, I, no, I no do. One, no one was hurt. I, yeah, it no wasn't. Hurt. It wasn't a dangerous landing. They're both. It's just a rugby incident for my money, and, but and fine. You, you I, I understand right. people are going to go oh, red card, fine, whatever. No, but I, you are right on the. What is the coaching point for Zach Henry? Because he is as low as he possibly can go. Can't get any lower. He can't. He, he definitely can't get any lower. Like, and he, he's. Definitely not trying to to do anything. Yeah, and also players are told to remain in contact and bring a player to ground safely. Yeah, and he does remain in contact. He doesn't doesn't drop him. The only way he's able to do that with Marcus Watson's arms is by following his legs up and over. Yeah. Anyway, fine. fine. It's it's an interesting one. It's not a red card anyway. No, it's definitely not a red card. Yes. Yeah. Um, Good good win for Leicester in the end. Um, Yeah. it was it was a bit of a mixed bag of a game. There's some some good things and some. It did feel like the end of a long two seasons watching watching a, yeah. this game at times where some of the defense like for the Matt Scott and I think one of the, the Matt one, Scott drive was lovely, lovely. No one picks him up though. Like he's no. he's there's there's a great shot of the Matt Scott try from behind the posts where you can see all of the movement of both teams and Matt Scott runs that that line from like twenty yards away. It's it's a great line, it's, but it is telegraphed, and he he picks an enormous gap because no one picks him up. Um, there was another one I can't remember which try, but um, one of the at least one of the wasp tries was a little bit of defense optional from Leicester, but it made, it made quite an entertaining spectacle. One of the messages on the live chat was about a suggestion that we do a kind of end of season review on on clubs, which we could do. Perfect, love that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a great shout. And with any more ideas, uh, by the way, we're going to do a, a Q&A pod. Yes, we Aren't we? So uh, your yep. questions, your thoughts, your starting points, ideas like exactly that one. Thank you for it. Contacteggchasers at gmail.com. Our email address, contacteggchasers at gmail.com. And it's just been exactly one hour since we started this, so I'm going to give a plug. North Doors at 7s and 10s. So logistical challenges have hit, uh, have hit us now. Turns out... Organising rugby teams is very, very difficult. So, first things first. We are doing a live show on the Sunday in the North Dorset Sevens. That is at 11am in the morning. Rugby Club. Gillingham Rugby uh, Not to be confused with Gillingham Rugby Club. Not to be confused with Gillingham Which Rugby interestingly, Club. Which, interestingly, my grandparents lived in Gillingham for a bit. And at, uh, my grandfather was a, like a merchant... Um, was a, a, merchant of Venice. Yeah, Merchant of Venice. He was, he was like a merchant of for the... For the navy, so he worked at Merchant Seaman. Merchant, yeah, but he used, he used to be no ledger. He used to basically just keep track on all of the stuff that came into ports and went out. Ah. And uh, and so he worked at ports and Portsmouth, but he worked at the Chatham Dockyards for a while. And so he lived in Gillingham in Kent. Not to, so Gillingham is in Kent. Gillingham is in. You've Dorset. actually confused me more now. We're going to, we're, we're going to Dorset. Dorset, okay. Gillingham, North Gillingham Dorset Rugby Club. Gillingham Rugby Club, right? So uh, that is eleven a.m. Where do we find that? Find tickets? Do you know what? It's not Brightbot. <laughs> I know. I listen. I could not believe it's a Brightbot. Bloody hell! <laughs> Events Bright. Special guest Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> Events Bright. Steve I, Bannon will be there. Oh my word! <laughs> I, I was I was watching that down in the gym 
um, when I was watching on, on Friday. What did JV just say? <laughs> Breitbart to get to the North Dorset Sevens. Oh, my word. Yeah, so um, North Dorset Sevens. Uh, events Bright. Event Bright. ND Sevens. Event Bright. Event Bright. Event on Event Bright. Yeah, you'll find it. North Dorset Sevens on Event Bright. Get your ticket for the live show. If you're a patron, claim your free ticket. Now, via, via buy the, the tickets. Page. Do buy the tickets via the link. You can buy when you get to the sevens, but they're going to be substantially more expensive on the day. And we just want, we need you, we need to sell the tickets earlier because we need to work out numbers, if that makes sense. So if your idea... Especially when there's like, no, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah. it's getting tricky because I know a lot of people have gone with the intention to buy on the day. Do not do that because they'll be more expensive. Um, last thing, arranging rugby teams. It has dawned on me. And in fact, it's dawned on Lee Mack, who is our team t- team manager, that when you have two teams playing, tens and sevens, maybe we might not be able to play all the tens and all the sevens. We need more players. So oh, if, we, we were going to run like a dual squad, weren't we? Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do, do some that. tens. And it works out like 86 million matches. So I'd have to do a lot of rugby. Yeah, some of which are probably concurrent as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we need more people to play if you're over 35 and you want to play tens or just come for a drink in fact if you just want to be a support and come for a drink you, in, you in the that. vets tournament the vets tournament over 35s for tens sevens any sevens player preferably uh at least low level international standard can be a like a, pre, a past international a past international that's, is fine that's okay yeah well yeah. only a past international if you've kept yourself in shape tier one tier one past <laughs> international right yeah that's so if you want to play sevens can play sevens uh, because if we have sevens players, we can release players for, fi- for, for the tens and vice versa. So we need more players. It's dawn on us. We have an infeasible amount of rugby to play. And it would just be a good crack as well. Yeah. So that's contact egg chasers. Contact egg chasers at gmail. Do that. At gmail.com. Uh, JD has just mentioned, were you mm. going to say something on that? No, no, go on. Go on. Oh, oh, Phil, and Phil can't play as well. That, that's another in, an injury not? we have to contend with. Injured. It's amazing, oh, isn't it? How he's panelled his injury so far in advance. I'm always injured. And your brother's not coming now. I know. Do you think you reckon you, you, you can? Should we talk him? I'll see if I can work. I'll see if I can. I've told him that I'll look after him. Work at him. I won't. I won't let him get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> these see these like my brother played at you know Premiership and stuff, and Phil played at Championship. Might have even played against Nick. Yeah, a few um, times. I, I thought. think. Yeah, he beat you up. I definitely played against him when he was at Nottingham. Um, yeah. so anyway, maybe at Plymouth anyway, as well. Point being, they've both played at a good standard. Aren't these? Aren't these X like pro slash or, or semi pros even a, a little bit precious with their bodies? Too finely like, tuned after, yeah. after retirement. Do you know who's not precious with, with with their body? And I love him for it. Uh, Dean Schofield, uh, the captain of the championship winning sale team, was playing for Stockport until last year. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> too long captain at one point. As well. Too long too captain. captain. He was a too long captain. Yeah, he's a sale captain. Uh, I'm pretty sure he must have captained either Worcester or Leeds. And very. Probably both. Did Lond- he did London Welsh when, when when they came up, and he's still playing. Well, no, no. This is the first season he won't be playing because he's concentrating on var- various businesses which he has. But he was playing last last year for Stockport. Wow. Uh, J- JD, on, JD yeah. on the live chat says, and he's quite right. Surely Dan Cole's try deserves a mention. A rarity, yeah. right there. Yeah, a collector's item. It really is a collector's is item. Is it his second? He definitely scored one for England. Oh, is it England he scored for, maybe? Well, he might have scored another one for, for Leicester. 
I'm sure, I, I don't think it was mentioned in comms on the Wasp game this week, but I'm sure only a few weeks ago, um, Nick Mullins mentioned that um, Kieran Brooks is something like 150 or 160 premiership appearances without a try. Yeah. Oh, Kieran, Kieran Brooks is leaving Wasp, isn't he? Yeah, there's a few players, like both Wasps and Quinns announced players who are being released, and there's some bloody talented players yeah, so the, going. So the Quinns list is really quite talented. Um, Baldwin, um, Landaco. Oh, so Baldwin's been signed. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just actually released. Actually released. Like, released. Yeah, Nathan Earl was one who was released, yeah. and then he's, I now think he's been, Newcastle. Yeah, picked up by Newcastle. Land, Landaco is very talented. Alaya Alaya yeah. is very talented. Is it Alia Alia? Alia Alia. And, and he taps. And Benny Dean, Taps is and great. And Richards was talking about this. It's his comments from yesterday in the rugby paper today. And he's basically saying the quality of players that don't have any club is frighteningly good. Yeah. Well, and, really and for is. those players, and, and this, Well, frightening, but also maybe this. I know, Tim, you were talking the other week about um, how do you solve the South African problem or the, the problem where you are incentivized to, to buy massive, enormous, um, very talented South Africans because they're relatively cheap. But there's, a, there's actually been, so obviously last year when there's a 25% reduction in premiership wages, saw um, a greater than 25% reduction for most players because mm. the top players, the, there would be a handful of players who could command whatever they want anywhere in the world who will not have taken any pay cut or certainly won't have taken 25%. And then everyone else will have borne the brunt of that. So people yeah. have taken a much greater. And actually... The value of a squad play, squad level winger, any any position has gone down. That will that obviously was not intended to address the or redress the balance of English to South African talent in the Premiership, but it has the unintended consequence of doing. Uh, it, it will look like something that you mentioned just last week, and so there are a lot of very talented players who are going to find themselves. Without a club, tough, isn't and it? if you're transitioning from rugby, fortunately the RPA, this is one thing they're very good at, is is helping people with qualifications or training or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, if you've if you've only been a rugby player and you're tr- going to transition to something else, it's not a great time to be leaving the sport and going in. No, it's and not up something else. So there's a lot of people that yeah, I, I, you sort of forget about the human part. We just we just consume mm. the product we see on the telly, but the the human aspect of this is is quite tough. I mean, this is the same it, it, it for is. all sorts of careers in all sorts of ways. But it, but it's, it's, it is, I think, more pronounced in professional sport because so n- not all of these guys are on mega mega money. Um, and actually, none of these guys are on mega like yeah. ludicrous footballer or or um, greater money. But to be, if you're a twenty twenty to twenty five year old lad who's had kind of four or five years of being a professional rugby player, you might be earning I don't know. If you're lucky, lucky at the moment, you might be earning 100k. There'll be players less than that, players yep. more than that. But as a 25 year old um, lad, what other jobs can you go like jump into and be you're, earning 100k? I think right. If you're earning 40k, right, on like the very high end academy contract, right, yeah. 40k is probably the highest end. Maybe yeah, maybe 30k. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What whatever it is, whatever it is, 35k, 40k yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. If you're earning that kind of money and you are 18, you are basically a millionaire. <laughs> you're basically yeah, yeah. a millionaire yeah if you're 23 and you're on 100k which these guys like there are <laughs> yeah, players yeah. who are on more than that who are not even or certainly historically not even the, the top top guys like that is mega huge you, money you will not be able to go and do, get that kind of money anywhere else at if that age. you uh, leave uh, professional rugby after at the age of 22 you don't quite make the cut at the top level so you've 
and all you ever got was a 35k academy contract yeah the hit on you yeah you've got a transition but yeah the hit will not be as pronounced as if you've got a mortgage uh, yeah. based on earning 150 Have I told you a story about yeah. so I was talking to a player I won't name any names for obvious reasons but um we were doing modeling of like different uh, you know, different salary bands, and I thought you were going to say we're doing modelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Speedos by the pool, exactly. foot modelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Foot modeling> just <laughs> two mates, just two mates hanging out. Um, and actually, we came to the conclusion that your best bet in professional rugby is not to earn two hundred k because it's so hard to replace, or hundred k is very hard to replace, and it's actually not that much. But if you're, you know, earning forty to seventy. And your wife still works, and you're a bit pretty re- like realistic with cash. You're probably better off earning forty k because you can replace forty k. Mm. It's not going to be a massive mind, uh, life-changing thing. Or at least you, when, you're, be- you're best you off putting maximum amount of pension contributions in whilst you're yeah. earning seventy and living on forty because you can replace that. Exactly. Do not spend it. Do not spend it. As I tell them all the time, do not spend it. Stop spending. So wait. No. No uh, Ferraris. No Lamborghinis. No Range Rovers. Tough to say, isn't it? G sixty three AMG. Like France, uh, Francois, France, well, one day Francois Houhard, Houha, will stop playing, and he's still going to have the payments on his uh, yeah. lab, on his Lamborghini. How do you find a Lamborghini? I will never know. <laughs> I, know. I mean, that is and, and why, sleep at why night. Why would you? Yeah, and sleep yeah. at night. That's the point. Unless you sleep in the Lamborghini, in which case, you know, it's uh, <laughs> well, you can, there's, steel. There's more comfortable cars to sleep in if that's what you do. <laughs> oh dear! I'd get a, a Volkswagen Passat, Francois. Much more practical to sleep in. Nice big boot. You could just change it up. That could be like a <laughs> lovely, isn't it? Lovely. Spare bedroom. So just back onto wasp signings and release releases. Sam McIntyre is returning to sell shocks, which is no big news for you know majority of people. It's big news for us. He's a Broughton Park boy. Broughton Park lad. Our, yeah. local, our local club to this podcast Co- right now. Coming home. So very very happy about that. Mm. Yeah, and and some good competition for Harrison and um, Rod. Evan Rod. Yeah. Yeah, can, really I just, good sign, can I just ask the question as uh, slightly off topic for a minute, but just because you mentioned foot modelling, Phil, mm. um, where do you stand on wearing flip flops, not by a poolside or on the beach, like just walking down? I wear them all the time. Shorten High Street, you're fine with that. Oh. Yeah, if if I've got to walk anywhere any great distance, no, from a practicality and comfort. What about flip flops and, sh- and, sh- and socks? Because this seems to be a, a trend at the moment. Socks and no, sliders. Sli- it's socks sliders. and sliders. No, not why, flip-flops. why sliders? What's the difference? It's, well, thongs. You you wouldn't be able to the sock. Oh yeah, you right, have to right, squash right, yeah, the yeah. sock down. That's okay. That's a fair point. Socks and sliders. It's socks like, and sliders are comf- comfy. Stormzy was a big part of this trend, I think. A few Is years that ago. right? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You're doing completely biz, wrong. Tim. So I saw a gentleman the other day with socks and sliders, right? And I just thought, oh. The guy's obviously just, you know, uh, can't be bothered. He's just kind of, as I would. Like, I don't, I've, I've been to the co-op around here in my, in, basically in my pyjamas, right? Literally in my pyjamas. So I have complete respect for that. But then I looked at his socks and they were a, a particular brand that's like, no, no, he hasn't just rolled out of bed. That's a confected look. He's was actually... It, was it the Adidas sliders with the Adidas socks? No, it was Adidas sliders with um, Jordan socks. Oh. Like, he's like he's got his way to match that with that. So this actually isn't what I thought it was. This isn't me going to the shop in my yeah. It's a thing in my pajamas, and it's it almost seems quite ironic, doesn't it? Like 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 it's done knowingly ironically. ironically yeah. Like like I'm taking the piss out of granddads who we, we always took the, who always got the mick taken out of them for wearing socks with sandals. Yeah. Oh, it's very comfortable. 
Yeah, you can get away with wearing absolutely anything you want in Charlton. Well, because people are so mad around here. Some of the outfits. They're incredible. At, at, at CrossFit. Oh, CrossFit fashion, probably my favourite my favorite <laughs> of all of all the subjects. No, and actually, just g- gym in general, because I've... Rogue, uh, I only wear Rogue. I yeah. go to... Uh, no, but like off the CrossFit one, just in gyms in general, there are some people who dress up too much to go to the gym with, and they really match. Uh, they really match their outfits. They have a certain cut of vest. Yeah. Uh, some of the women's outfits are incredible incredible the, the uh, virgin active that we both used to go to in salford keys some of the, the there's more effort the, going yeah. into going into the gym than there is going on a night yeah. out they would yeah. be fully made up like as if they're going to go for a night out or a professional photo shoot and always matching yah. leggings and top yeah you're there to work you're yeah, there to, uh, well, well, well not, funny, they, actually, funny enough they are working they're well, not, well, they're not because well, they don't want to sweat. No, 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 no. Uh, you're wrong. You're you're both wrong here. So there was a there was some. I'm going to sound like a right creep here. In, <laughs> in Virgin Active, right? There was a girl filming herself, right? Went, oh, that's interesting. Do you mind if I ask like what you're filming? And she goes, Oh yeah, I'm a YouTuber. So I've looked on her YouTube, and she's got like 150,000 followers. I was like, Wow, you really are working. This is, I mean. Jokes, jokes on us for not filming ourselves <laughs> and not getting made up. That, like that's what I think. That's a serious channel. I kept getting side at in the gym, so I've got um, a, a little pure gym around the country membership. So wherever yeah. I go and work, mm. on, well, Exeter at the weekend or whatever, I can just go. But and the number of times it's happened a few times actually at different places. So it's clearly a trend. People sighing or tutting when I walk to a bit of equipment and they've got a camera positioned and I walk through the middle of it. I've so never. There's a lot yeah. of that. Sh- Crap going oh, on. I would definitely walk around the camera though. Well, I didn't spot the camera because ah, right, it was so yeah, far yeah. away. And yeah. anyway, you, you work in the biz, Tim. You should know where all the cameras are. You should know where all, all the cameras times. are. No, but the, the look that fellas have, they have a certain cut of vest that's quite wide vest. Yep. Under, so it comes quite wide on the shoulders. They all have tiny, like, sparrow legs. <laughs> Big upper body, sparrow legs, and a snap back cap. Well, do you remember a few years ago? This sort of died out a bit, but. These gym tops, they were ripped towards the bottom or extra long, so they would go maybe to thigh height, but they'd be sort of ripped. They're, they're very strange. Very, very, <laughs> very, very strange. I'm so glad I don't go to Globo gyms. I can just, <laughs> it's just me, uh, me watching our podcast down in my own gym. Yeah. All right, humble brag. <laughs> my own gym. My own podcast. That was, a, bear in mind the last year and a half we've had, that was such a good investment. That was it oh, just so good. So and if you'd ha- waited so one month up. more, you'd have paid what? Five grand extra for everything. It would have been. It would have cost a fortune if I'd done it a year later. Yeah, stuff starting to become available again finally, and I'm like, I don't need it now. Yeah, I'm thinking about. It. Oh, let's talk about what I'm going to buy for later. I tell you what, I do want. I want to get a set of either a, a full rack of dumbbells from everything from two to fifty kgs, or some adjustable dumbbells that are really, really good that you can. Oh, the ones twist. that you little twist. I think yeah. I'd do adjustable. Sorry, I think I'd go with adjustable. I feel it's neater. Yeah, but there's there's something about having the full rack of dumbbells. And adjustable, I imagine they're a little bit unbalanced um, rather than... You've only got to take... But in a few years' time, when you're past it, you've only got to take one trip to the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. No, it'll be Thomas. Thomas will be down (laughs) down there grafting, whether he likes it or not. I I would like a barbell. I'd like 150 kegs of plates and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and the proper ones, the the red, blue, yeah, yeah, red, the, blue, it, yellow, green. I so, did look at getting elite. So, 
I've got I got an absolute steal on my weights. But I looked at getting the proper Olympic Elico bars. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what you guys use in CrossFit, but the, the proper Olympic stuff. It was thousands. We've got Wolverson. I quite like thousands them. and thousands for, for what I've got. Yeah, but it looks cool. It looks and amazing. if you're filming yourself, not that I have, I have. <laughs> um, you can have the different. You can, you know, people who are watching it can see how much you're lifting. You don't have any, You know, you don't Instant, tell them. Yeah, oh, yeah. With the red, with the red, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, red, 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 how many yellow, green? Yeah, how many yeah. reds? Wow, mm, interesting. Yeah, and that's good because um, quite often you get gyms that those cheap bumpers that are only that they look like they're 25k plates, but they're yeah, only yeah, two and a half. They're yeah. great for filming yourself. So uh, a friend of mine plays at Leeds Beckett. Um, mm. Well, his brother plays at Leeds Backett, right? And he's a very good rugby player. And this one, Leeds were doing all right. He's sort of making it into championship team and they were sort of put, put, um, put pushing it. But I think he's at Leeds Backett on it, like a scholarship. So when they took the other boys around on the scholarship, what the lads would do is they'd put a 20 on the end of the... Um, the bumper weights. Yeah, on the, so bumper, 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 and then some 20s. 20s on the end. Yeah, and then they'd be doing squats as like the new lads walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um... What was I going to say? Next oh, week. yeah. Um, no, a few other things. So one thing you mentioned on um, Thursday's podcast, which I've not had a chance to do, but you you mentioned you you wanted to say Tom James, the Northampton scrum half, and you cycled through like... Luke James, Sam James, and it's Tom, Tom James. James. Yeah, and then I thought, you could probably have a James 15. Do you know oh, what? What a great Paul shot. James, I actually, Tom James. Paul James winger. a prop. There yeah. must be a... Then, Will so, James a second row. So I actually thought of using this as a quiz question, how many players with the name James... James can, can, can you get in so 20 seconds? You'd have Brock James and Brock James. and Butch James. Yes. Butch James oh, has moved to yeah. 12, of course. Sam James and Luke James. Tom James the winger. Tom James the scrum half. Daffith James. Daffith James. On the wing. On oh, the other yeah, wing. Good shout. Yeah. You'd, you'd not be far off a full 15. Very nice. Yeah, that was going to be like... I was going to formulate that into a quiz question. I think the live... Uh, by the way, if you're still watching on uh, YouTube, thank you, because I gather that the sound and... Gone, stream's been a bit pop. of a mess today. Yeah. So sorry about that. But And it's now disappeared. Yeah. So it's into that. Oh, well. um, the other thing I wanted to, to mention was, and I, I can't remember why you got into it, but you were talking about massive players. Uh-huh. Did you see the picture that Chris Robson posted last week? Well, on hold his, on, just on before before we get into that, why do you need a reason to talk about massive players? Yeah, well... <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, sure. good good question. Well, what, oh yeah, no, we were talking about know. the guy to the like next to Antoine <laughs> yeah. Dupont. Did you see the picture? No, oh, I've not I'll, seen I'll it. You, you, you get me that. Um, this guy's enormous. But you know, I haven't seen a picture so, of Chris Robshaw. So Chris Robshaw last week playing for San, San Diego Legion posted a picture that at first didn't look. I, I I didn't give it a second glance. So it's that picture there. Okay. And then I looked at it in detail. I was like, which one's Chris Robshaw? And Chris Robshaw is. Second from the right hand. Chris, Chris Robshaw is that one, which means that that bloke is wow. absolutely Who is enormous. Wow. I don't know. I tr- I went through the San Diego uh, playing squad on the day to try and work out how it was, and I'm I'm not actually sure. That guy is, but he uh, is he is huge. So Chris Robshaw in the flesh is a chunky man. I'm running out of battery, so it's not um. <laughs> so I haven't got much brightness, but there's so there's Dupont, Dupont. scale. Yeah. Look at that guy there. Oh, Look at his yes. shoulders. Who is it? Who's so that's that? that's a Cyril Bai, ah. and he just dwarfs Cyril yeah. Bai. Big, big he is boy. Massive arms. His arms, his arms are outrageous. Right. right. That guy. Yeah, find out who yeah. he is. Let's, I need to know. Let's get back on track. Um, um, yes. I watched The Barrage. Did anyone see that? The Barrage. Barrage. It is, I don't know if that's how you say it. It is the French playoffs. It was Racing versus Stad. No. 
great game. Is this the first round of playoffs? How yeah. does it work? So the top four go through. Hold on, is it I've just the top four? Yeah, the, top, yeah. The top top, top two s- go through to the semi final. Yeah. The next four. This is how they used to do the championship, isn't it? Uh, the next four playoff to be the away team in the semi final. Yes. It's like but, the wild card playoff. Yeah. So when was the club call? <laughs> sadly, uh, yeah, sadly that didn't happen. So Racing absolutely battered Stad until half time, and then Stad uh, came back into it with like twenty four points. It was actually it turned out to be a really good game. Yeah. So it was thirty eight un- unanswered points, and then twenty four unanswered points. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. The Racing, no, the Stad number eight, uh, Makalu, is it? Makalu, yeah, yeah, is something else. He is something else. Yeah. When he finally wins that French number eight shirt, because that's where he's playing for Stad, he is going to be They've got a few awesome. vying for that one, because they've got the Joseph. The... Wookie is one of my yeah, favourite players. Jo- uh, Jordan Joseph. Jordan Joseph. Has he, has he sort of fallen off the boil a bit? Because I don't know where... Is he's still young. He's still maybe and 20. I think he's, he's not even at Rask anymore, is he? Oh, I think I think he is. Why do I think he's at Leon? I, I know Bam- might, They might have sent him on loan. I know Bamba is at Leon. Which is a yeah. incredible one to lose, but they can't give him more. Yeah, Jordan Joseph is still only twenty. Uh, he is still at Racing, according to the, according to Wikipedia, which is often wrong. But right, mm. there he is. Um, another question. Yeah, did you watch Bath this week? Did I watch Bath? Saw the highlights. Bit Josh Bayless is weird. So you have you have had a fifty percent reduction in your Max Ajomo, uh career viewing. Oh no! Did he have a full game? Well, he he, he started. How yeah. did he get on? Uh, I, I've not watched. I've only England squad member Max Ajoma. Uh, what's your seen... reaction to Max Ajoma being called up? Am I absolutely right as, as normal? As always, JB. As always, thank as you. As always, we know this. And, and um, the conversation we had about Exeter. He followed us on sale. Twitter, by the way. Did he? Max Ajoma did. Yes, yes play. at Rugby Podcast. I think he's followed me personally as well. Actually, <laughs> after tweeting about him. <laughs> um, yeah, I only saw the highlights of this game, but the the the. The Bayless try. I mean, the Falatau try was awesome. Yeah, it was, wasn't um, it? There was a couple of nice tries from uh, the, the um, Hutchinson try and the Nairavoro try. Well, if we're talking about nice tries, not to just cut in there, but Adam Radwan's was something else. Oh, my oh, word. That yeah. was that guy has got wheels. Wow. Yeah, Radwan. Radwan looked awesome. Yeah. Um, and th- th- speaking of other nice tries, did you see the Ryan Baird try? Yeah. For Leinster this week. My yeah. word. He's Ridic- an athlete, isn't he? Ridiculous. It was interesting. That was absolutely ridiculous. It was The whole thing was ridiculous. Yeah. He is some athlete. Um, but it, it was crazy. Of course, we got... Um, the London Irish-Bristol game was lost to us this week. Yeah. Another COVID cancellation. It's weird that this is happening. The numbers are so low, but we're getting yeah. anyway. Weird. Well, I guess they're low, aren't they? But they seem to be targeted at a certain population, which are younger people. Road players are younger people. Yeah, yeah. they're more sociable. Yeah, yeah. Although lots, lots of uh, student I'm, halls to visit. Lots of student halls to visit. Uh, although Sanderson was saying, you know, sale are on complete lockdown. Like, you know, you can obviously go and see your friends and family and whatnot, but don't visit pubs. Don't visit. Yeah. Don't put, don't put the team in jeopardy. And that's what and that's what they're going with. Yeah, which I would do as well, to be honest. A hundred percent, because they. For a couple of, for the sake of a couple of weeks, sake yeah, of, sake of, win, of winning the winning the Premiership, yeah, and they've they've had the pain last season as well, yeah. As in, like they yeah. they lost out because they lost the top four spot, which would have given them a shot at the, the title because mm. of the same thing. Yeah, I, I hope that these next two weeks is the last time you have to do constant 
testing as a squad because yeah, it's a whole other conversation. But mm. it must be such a yeah. I mean, just once, what, once the whole squad's vaccinated, or at least those who choose yeah, to get vaccinated, what's vaccinated. What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Why? Yeah, or at least surely. had the option to should so, they want to? What's yeah, the point? yeah. But surely, surely by that point, by the time everything restarts, the uh, domestic rugby restarts in September. I, I really hope. I really hope I we hope, are. Mate. We are. It's it's a distant memory. By the way, I, hope, mate. I, don't I can't think, believe. I don't is think it? it's ever. I don't think it's ever stopping. Uh, no. I'm with you, Tim. Um, I can't believe the season's in, in September. I know. It's I mean, so close. It, but yeah, this, this season has just been play harder, boys. Yeah, uh, more welfare. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah. So uh, Quinn's put in a really, really good win against Newcastle. Loads of tries. Again, you're gonna have to forgive yeah. us because, well, I was hammered. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was at the rugby club. I was very drunk. But also, all the games kicked off at the same time. And I was at Sandy Park. And yeah. unless you're a fan of another club, everyone should and was rightly watching Exeter Sale. Yeah. I, I, was, watched, play, I, was, I was playing rugby. I watched that. And then I, I watched the Wasps-Leicester game when I was in the gym today. Mm. Yeah. So that... <laughs> Unfortunately. The, the, the Bristol-London-Irish thing almost worked. To the point, I, there was a couple of people in the morning... Uh, or the night before in the morning when it got when it had been sort of announced and touted before it was officially cancelled, we went. If you were London Irish and Bristol, you could imagine London Irish thinking, potentially two points gets us into Europe. We might not get two points playing against Bristol, and Bristol go. We could sew up top position and have a rest week. Yeah, and uh, so you're suggesting they're they're, they're no, all COVID boys. I'm saying some people said they went. <laughs> Hey, should we just get me James Shaw? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. And it, 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 do you think? I think I know the answer to this. Do you think? I'm not suggesting that's what happened. By the way, of course. Yeah. So, so Bristol only got called off after Exeter and Sale had named their teams. Yes. <laughs> do you think had it been already off, it would have changed anything? As in, I, Bristol I, are already guaranteed top spot. Would say it would extra have taken the opportunity to rest. I asked on. Rob Baxter that exact question. Yeah, first question I asked. Yeah, and he said no. No, I know he's he's got to say he's no. got to say he's no. got to say no. I'd love to say yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, it would have been great to rest these boys. I don't, I don't play any of these lads. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it, yeah. Uh, Premiership rugby should really be announced this a little a little earlier. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about semi finals because they're important. Yes. Yes. Well, so the Fr- what are the French semi finals? Are they this weekend? Don't care. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, we got we got uh, the mushroom cup. Final. Not that bothered. Mushroom cup final. You're not bothered about the mushroom Benetton cup. Benetton winning the mushroom cup. Uh, how on? global mushroom cup? Uh, no, it's not. The, the, the finals aren't on yet. The, the South African side, South African finals are on. Are they not? No, no, it's, it's, it's the Bulls. This, this coming weekend, this yeah. Saturday... Mushroom Cup final. Is the Mushroom Glo- Cup the final. global Mushroom Cup oh, final. Oh, wow. wow. Wow, amazing. Okay, so Benetton will win that. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Then we've got the wonderful second leg comeback by Ealing. Ealing? Yeah. Um, Anyone else? Anyone not going with Ealing? Yeah, I'm 100% going with Ealing by 60. <laughs> 61. 61. Goodness me. Goodness me. Uh, let me find out the top 14 if I can. And then we got yeah, Premiership semi-finals, which are huge. Yeah. Uh, so we have on Friday in the top fourteen. So this is a playoff. So it's playoff semi-final. We have La Rochelle versus Racing, <laughs> which is <laughs> ooh, that's tasty. And then Toulouse versus Bordeaux. So I mean, these are the top four, or four of the top teams in Europe. Four of the top four. Top, a rematch teams. of the. European Cup final, perhaps? Yeah, it could well be. It could well be La Rochelle. The two uh, home teams are La Rochelle and Toulouse. I'm going to go Toulouse. for the home teams because it's front. Yeah. Home teams. 
Right. Come then, on, come on, come on. So let's... we talked at length about Sale X2 earlier. So let's we don't, talk at length even more. We don't need to go over <laughs> it much more because we know we, we talked about the potential injuries. They're going to pick very similar teams, albeit well, yeah. with potential injuries. Do you think they're going to rotate? Not going to rest? Yeah. Rest a few lads? Yeah, maybe maybe rest up for the final. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think re- so is Yard fit? Uh, I don't no, know. He, he had a knock, but he will, he will. I mean, okay. Aaron Reed, Reed did well. But, he did. He did very but well. Yard will come back into that team. You'd think. Aaron Reed is officially the fastest man in the in the Premiership. Um, faster than Louis Reed's summit, uh, allegedly. Say, uh, say, oh. what will change for sale? They'll have Marlon Yard back probably. They'll have Van Rensburg on the bench, so they'll have yes. a, a like for like two Alangi re- replacements. So yep. the, the drop off with the lack of focus on two Alangi will not happen. They'll get eighty, yep. even if they can't get eighty minutes out of two Alangi, they'll get eighty minutes of that threat. Yeah, they've got another curry that can mitigate for a curry loss if they have both curries. That's brilliant. John O'Ross was there and looking like he might be uh, involved okay. next week. Lou Diaga was there, didn't warm up in the squad, but he was okay. there. He could be available next week. That'd be big. That would be massive because then it does allow you to put um, <laughs> JP, uh, JP, John Luke Dupree to six. Yes, for an even bigger pack opens up all kinds of possibilities. So yeah, I mean, I think I did hear that Lou might only be fit for the final if they make it. But so but he's well ahead of schedule though. But he could be pushed for the semi-finals. So, so have you heard what he's done? Well, he has a double incentive, obviously, because he, he has the, the what, f- playoffs and yeah. then the Lions. Yeah, and he, well, I, I can tell you what he has done. He's got a haircut like he's an extra chief. Oh, has he? He's got a mullet. Wow, oh, awesome. that. He's also sent his family back to South Africa so he can concentrate on rehab. Oh, God. Lad. Imagine being able I'd to do love, that. Lad. Love that excuse. What an alpha move. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Claire, uh, I've got to concentrate on rehab. Go. Yeah, uh, why are my bags packed? <laughs> rehab, sweetheart. Rehab. Lots and lots like, of rehab. How long? Yeah, dist- with the boys. <laughs> how distracting is your family to your rehab? Yeah, from, unless he's, well, has he got kids that just run at his knees? No, t- no Tim, I like to carry out my uh, rehab in Ibiza, Barcelona. <laughs> 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 I do like the excuses that some. Oh, well, altitude's good for it. Rooftop uh, bars. Oh, absolutely. Altitude's good for rehab. Uh, absolutely. I do like the the excuses that uh, teams come come up with for warm warm weather training, as if warm weather training. I mean, they just want to go to Portugal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's done that. Actually, when we put it like that, it doesn't sound quite as dedicated as I originally. <laughs> oh wow, what a dedicated pro! And I'm thinking, no, actually, maybe not. Yeah. Is with the boys. He is running. He is running. He's going to be ready. That would be huge, and, and that could mitigate an AJ being out, for example. But mm. and Curtis Langdon's a good replacement for Akka Van der Great Berger. replacement. So I'm, and as I say, I think they can shift more focus onto Faf. So I think Sale could be almost as strong, if not as strong, in different ways. Exeter, as you already pointed out, might have some big holes, mm. but the nature of Exeter is that they seem to bring whoever in and. They do a job. Yeah. So and, just... I, and I think I'm commentating on this for um, or doing comms with BBC Manchester. Are you going down there for it? I don't know what the plan is, but there's th- I think there's three of us doing it. Awesome. Yeah. Who's the third? No idea. No idea. Big name, I'd, I'd hope. You'd hope <laughs> Another so. big name. Huge name. Yeah, well, not quite as big as the, yeah. the current team they've got, but, you know, a, a nice third wheel. That's exciting. That's, that's cool, because like, um, is there any... Local football on as well. Might they actually put it out on on the actual on the, radio, on the big channel, on the wireless? On the... Mm. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah. There hope so. There's no point in doing it if no one's listening. There won't be any local football because it's, it's Euros and all all domestic stuff's finished. Yes, exciting. Like Schleitman might be playing. 
Yeah, there could be. So, yeah, listen up for that. Mm. Um, yeah, radio like you've never experienced it before. I'd, I'm very enthusiastic. Re- reinvented radio. I'm, I'm, I'll go with, watch BT Sport, listen to JB. I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll go with that. Perfect. Uh, now, Bristol. So, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, predictions. Oh, Sale are winning it. They're winning it hands down. I, it, de- it depends on injuries for me. I think if, if you take out those guys, those four enormous units that I listed before, Dennis Kirsten, Jack Vermeulen, Dave Ewers, and Sam Skinner, which def- at least one of them is definitely out, and it's likely there could be another two. If you take out, let's say if you take out all four of those, Sale will win, I think. It just mm. it just totally shifts that balance of power. Johnny Gray might be back, which could mitigate yeah. that slightly, but still. Slightly, but still, yeah. yeah. Johnny Gray's, the amount Johnny of work not the those same. four guys get through. Yeah, and so just watch the sighting panel. Watch big. the sighting panel. They can all, they're all enormous. They can all carry mm, as well. Really and they, they all offer that just that heavy traffic carrying threat. Luke Cowan Dickey was so good. I'm going to make a good prediction, yeah. though, and it's not a great prediction, but it's a prediction. The winner of this semi final is the winner of, of the champion, of the league, of the championship. I think they might not, might take too much out of each other. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm now I'm now going. F- I think Bristol, are, in my head, are current favourites for the, for the title. They've had Ooh. a week's rest while the other two are bashing each other to bits. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so predictions for for this game. Jimmy saying sale. If I'm going to say if Akavanda Merva, Tom Curry, and AJ McGinty are out, and Lou Diaga is not back, Exeter win. Come what may. I think actually, no, I, think, so, yeah. I think Exeter. Yeah, win. no, no caveats. Yeah, no, no caveats. Exeter, Exeter win. So, I am also going for Exeter, but sale. But I think this is a knife edge. I think this will go. Yeah. This, I mean, it's, it's not hard to say after a twenty points to nineteen game, but I think this will be settled by one or two points in either direction. But yeah, give me Exeter. Exeter will be, and they had a bad first half against Northampton. They had a bad by their standards first half yeah. against Sale. They need to click. Yeah. yeah, from the first whistle, um, Hog got taken off relatively early, didn't he? Or was that? Did, did he come back on? Was it a yellow card? He got taken off for the yellow card. Yes, that's for the, right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Ignore me. Um, uh, now the other, the other <laughs> semi final. This is so exciting. This is going to be this tries be everywhere. Bristol Quins. Yeah, this is going to be loose. I have gonna a be feeling. It's going to be awesome. Quins are going to go well here, really well. I don't know why. I just think that I, is Esther Hazen back, or is no. he only back for final? No. He's, only, uh, he's not even back for the final, is he? Yeah, oh, he's no, there. no. Yeah, he's back if they make I, the final. Yeah. I think he's back for um, three know. games. So he wasn't available this game. He wasn't available... Oh, no, he was six games. Six games. Oh, six games. Yeah. Because he had two red cards, hasn't he? It's the second one. Second one of the season, so there's no mitigation. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, brutal. And it was... No, was it just the... Because it was the Curtis Rona elbow, t- uh, forearm yeah. to the face. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure it was six games, because it was a while ago. But they looked... Free flowing against Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, we Bristol uh, played Quinns where Quinns should have won the game uh, a couple of months ago, and Bristol had an amazing comeback. Scored two two tries in the last eight minutes or something like that. Quinns are like Northampton, very jarring to play against because you don't see that style too often. So Bristol play that uh, play a very nice style. But they're more likely to come across a sale or a tigers or whatever. It's so when you come across a harlequins, it does it does some somewhat somewhat confuse teams, or it has the capacity to, to do so. A full strength harlequins are a match for anyone. Marcus Smith can unlock 
any team in on the planet, I feel. You can. Uh, Definitely. I think I'm going to go for Harlequin's victory. Mm. Um, give me a Bristol victory. I, I think these are two such great matchups in the semi-finals. I'm just going to go that crowd and at home. They didn't have the crowd for that last game at, at Ashton Gate, yeah. and that might. And Bristol were lucky to get away with the win last time. I think it might just be worth four or five points, a couple of pens. So um, I'm going to go for Bristol. Oh, just on Bristol, see how Peertel's left, not left, or leaving at the last, yeah. last, last two games. Yeah, which is a it is a big loss. It's a shame. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I've just checked London Irish uh, wins was round 17. So we've had rounds 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Now, that was on the 23rd of April, so there was no games in Europe. So if it's six games, which I think it is, you'll miss this game. Esther Hayson will miss this game. So he would then be available for the final. Unless Harlequins have arranged some uh, game of three They need, Yeah, they need to get a friendly with Harlequins amateurs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. I seem to be alone on my prediction for Harlequins. And on sale. So. Yeah, you're out on a limb. Ooh, I, actually, I don't think the, both the, of those results happen. The sale one is is the more likely, in my opinion. Sale Harlequins final, then to obviously sell win the whole thing. <laughs> That's how I see it. So if it's a sale Harlequins final, yes, they'll win the whole thing. Mm. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, the big question will you know what will Saracens rest up their lions? Legitimately, you might go. Go on, lads. Sit all seven of, or however many, sit them all on the bench. Go to Jersey. Go to Jersey. (laughs) They could could and probably should sit them all on the bench, or even no, it's not playing. Sixty nil. Sixty nil. Oh, last thing before we go. Steve Diamond linked to Gloucester. It it, it sounds like, and not as a coach or as a player. Before you say anything, Mm. as an owner. As an owner. We've flippantly said that a few times on the podcast, haven't we? He won't be interested in uh, in being in charge unless he's in actually, charge. Actually yeah, in, in charge, in charge. So I wonder if he has, and this is pure speculation, I do not know, uh, I wonder if he's found some financial backers from somewhere. He's a w- very wealthy individual in his own right, but he's not uh, in the realms of hundreds of millions of pounds w- wealthy. Yeah, he can't afford to lose... He, he had some time as several... Rus- Russia head coach, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll have made some contacts. So he, Yeah, he can't afford to lose several millions pounds per year and fully owning a club outright. So Gloucester wants... To, oh, one of the Gloucester shareholders is, is, wanting, is, is, is wanting to sell. Steve has got a willing buyer wanting to buy. You could see Steve Diamond at Gloucester. Mm. Oh, I don't like that. Don't like it. Doesn't doesn't feel right. You start supporting Gloucester then. I just don't. It just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, he's been at Saracens before. Didn't feel right then. Mm-hmm. And Northampton. Don't forget that. Yeah, he's at Northampton too. So um, yeah, we'll 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 see how that one develops. An interesting story. Mm. That is interesting. Right. Yeah, I think it was a great suggestion. By the way, the the message that said we should just do a, a sort of end of season review because then we can give a little bit of time to each club. Because I appreciate. You're a Northampton fan. You'd have been listening, and you only really heard. Oh, Rory Hutchinson scored a good try. Yes, yeah. it's that time of the season. Northampton have already sealed their fifth place, and that's the nature of it. Um, but yeah, that would be cool. good to have some time. We've got the Q and A podcast coming, so get your questions and thoughts in. Contact Dave Chasers at gmail.com. 
We're patreon.com slash eggchasers. He's at JP Moore. I'm at Cocker. Phil is lurking on Twitter. Hit subscribe. Go to our YouTube feed and hit subscribe. We have got so much content coming your way over the next couple of months in the culmination of the Premiership and Mushroom Cup and, of course, in the build-up to the British and Irish Lions Tour of South Africa. The players heading off today. Is it? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Jersey. They, 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 they went Jersey. to Jersey today. That's what I meant, yeah. Oh, because I was going, hold on, let me get back for Edinburgh. I'm going to the Edinburgh. Oh, you are. I'm going to Edinburgh for the working. Lions game. You're working? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Talk sport. Oh, awesome. awesome. Very good. Very good. That is exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, right, but anyway, uh, nice one. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Bob. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 